Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 812 of the Juicebox Podcast. Today we have a returning guest. We're going to be speaking with Maddie, who's actually Max, but that you'll find out about later. Anyway, Maddie, or Max, was on episode 558, which is called After Dark Life Struggles, and she's back today to tell us more about her life. Let's see if her struggles have gotten lesser. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. It's the end of the year, but you can still go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox and join the registry. Then just fill out the survey. The whole process takes fewer than 10 minutes. When you do this, when you complete that survey, you're going to be helping people living with type 1 diabetes. You're going to be moving research forward, and you may find a little something in there for yourself. t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Whew, that was a lot of talking. All right, you ready to get going? Yeah? All right. Let's do it. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter. You're going to learn more about that great little meter at contournext.com forward slash juice box. The podcast is also sponsored today by U.S. Med. And U.S. Med is where we get our diabetes supplies and where you could get them as well. USmed.com forward slash, or you can call 888-721-1514. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Oh my gosh, I've been like thinking about this and I'm like, I don't even know what to talk about. Like I didn't plan anything really. I kind of you know, forgot it until it showed up in my calendar this month. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Well, let's let's we're recording already. Let's figure it out. So, oh. <laughs> so I figure it takes what, about six months to get on the show? Is that about right? Um. Yeah, I think so. Just about. Yeah. From once I send a, a link, it takes about six months. So I there's I'm not good with email, Maddie. So um like I know I have a I have like a month's worth of emails I have to answer right now. And some some people just keep sending them as if I haven't seen them. I'm like, "Oh, this is just making it worse. Please stop please stop resending your emails." Um I'm getting overwhelmed. I, I I I don't it's just me here. <laughs> so um but anyway, once once you get a link back and I ask you to to find a time, it usually takes about 6 months to get something. And so, you know, they're most episodes that people hear take like a year to get to them. It's really interesting. But so you don't remember back then what made you reach out? I do. I oh, do. Okay. I remember having um, those stomach issues and it was like my my pancreas just doesn't like me. Well, so wait a minute. Oh. You, you have diabetes? Yes. Do you, do you not remember our episode? Maddie, I don't remember anything. Are you kidding? Um, God, what episode I, were you on the first not time? Special anymore? Oh, uh, you're special. Hold on a second. What episode were you on the first time? What was it? Do you remember what it was called? Um, 
So it ended up being an After Dark episode when it wasn't originally planned to be. Oh, um, I do remember that. And he named it, like, I think it was, like, Life Struggles or something like that. Yes. Oh, it was just out, like, it's funny. It probably seems so long ago to you, but I was like, well, that was just October in 2021. <laughs> it was only, like, seven months ago. Um, and, and I said come back on at some point. Is that correct? Yes, you did. Yeah, okay. See, I mean, remember is a strong word, but I know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I only put After Darks out periodically, and there's been seven since yours, and I've recorded four more. So what's in my head is the most recent one that I edited, which was uh, about a boy who who had type 1. His mom had type 1, and he... uh, he had some bipolar and was an addict and he over he OD'd at some point and passed away. And so that that one's in my head right now. So mm-hmm. all right, all right, Maddie. Let's just refresh for people for a second. So for anybody interested, Maddie was on episode five fifty-eight called After Dark Life Struggles. So when you first came on to record that time, you didn't think it was gonna be an after dark, and I didn't either. Mm-mm, not you, not at all. What a, what about our conversation? put it into the after dark category um oh you were like asking me about like my childhood or like something or i don't remember what it was like i had mentioned something and you're like oh wait 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 hold up like let's talk about that a little bit more i think <laughs> and then we and found then some stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we cried we both cried <laughs> little babies well that's not hard to get me to cry so <laughs> <laughs> That's not a that's not a big bar to clear, but well. So since you've done it, since you recorded it, have you had any like have you had any clarity? Like has has anything gotten better for you since then? Yeah, some things have gotten better, and some things haven't. I guess. All right. Well, let's start at what got better. Go ahead. Okay. Um. I I got a new job that I really enjoy. Um, but I mean, now I'm going to have to leave. I actually just put in my two weeks yesterday. I had like moved. Um, so the commute has been much longer and it's been like very difficult. Like, unfortunately, like I'm going to have to find someplace, you know, closer to home. So I did. So you found, you found a, a job you liked, but it was too much of a commute. Well, um, in the beginning it wasn't because I lived nearby uh, and then I moved and it just like tripled my commute time. Um, and I was like, I, I can't, especially because like, I got to, you know, drop off my son, like Oliver to preschool, like before I come in, it's like way too early. A like, poor kid, like he, he, he's a trooper though. But it's like, I have to drop him off at six in the morning and we have to wake up at five. Maddie, I just, I know who you are now. I know it's weird for you, but I love you. I had so much fun talking to you. Um, I, I, I got now I see your face. Like I just looked online. I'm like, I know this voice. I know who this person is. I'm like, damn it. And I, you, you have that little boy, right? And yes. oh my gosh. Oh, how are you? I'm so, I know this is weird. <laughs> I feel like we bumped into each other at the mall. Like it's all coming back. Yeah. I, I feel like we bumped into each other at the mall. And like for the first couple <laughs> minutes, I'm like, hey, how are you? You look great. I, you know, and then one day, and then at some point, I'm like, oh my God, it's Maddie. I know who this is. <laughs> Oh, well, oh, now I'm so excited. 
<laughs> Love it. Can you imagine that other people who have recorded the show are like, wait, he doesn't know at all when we get on? I'm like, I, I really don't. But interestingly uh, enough, that's how we got Maddie's story the last time because I didn't know what we were talking about. Yeah. That's right, actually. That's right. Yeah. See? So, all right. So you found a you found a job. Let, let's do a high level here before we get into everything. So okay. you're how old? I'm I'm 25 now. Right. Oh, congratulations. And how old is your son? He's four. Okay. You have type one? Yes. And what's there's something going on with him. Am I right? He beat cancer. That's right. Look how I just said there's something going on. This little, <laughs> this little boy beat cancer. And I'm like, he had a thing. What was it? <laughs> and he's still doing well? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's doing pretty good. You know, we have to regularly get, like, checkups and scans done and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, cancer-wise, everything looks fine. Um, so the he had to do like so much chemo and so much radiation um, that it and eventually, you know, caused him to not be able to walk um, during treatment. Wow. Like first it was braces up to his knee, um, like ankles and then it was braces up to his knees. And then it was those braces and a walker. And then eventually it was just like nothing for a long time. Um, so he has like very, you know, like, his bones are still are still getting stronger. Did he have? <laughs> He's bo- still catching up a little bit in some ways. Was he getting that bo- um, the bone pain after chemo? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like from that, and then um, right when he was starting physical therapy, after he was able to like kind of walk again, um, right when like he was like finishing it, he actually broke one of his legs. Oh. Um. So he was in a cast for that, and then like he had to put on a boot, um, and you know physical therapy longer. But he was fine, I'd say, for like about a year now. Um, and then he actually just got seen for like his checkup again, and they're like, "Oh, like he has to start physical therapy again. Um, his legs are are a little bowed." Um, they're like, hopefully, like, we've caught it soon enough that we can correct it. Like, if not, like, he's probably going to have to get surgery next year. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> like, another we, thing. We needed something to do. Oh. That's perfect news. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he's been, like, having stomach issues. And, like, some of the tests done on his liver have been a little off. So we need to see a specialist for that, too. Is he? Um, just because going through, you know, like, the radiation and stuff it actually gave him VOD um, as one of the side effects. And it's like blood clots in the liver. And he's like in the hospital for a month straight, just like hooked up to so much stuff, like mm. reversing it. Um, so yeah, we need to get his liver checked out, his liver checked out again. Um, hopefully that's okay. It's crazy. All the things that medicine can do for cancer. Now, you, you, since, um, <laughs> since you and I spoke, my mom was diagnosed and, um, had to have a pretty radical surgery to remove the cancer. And she's 79 um, and, and tolerated the surgery. Okay. And she just finished her chemo last week. So she just got her, you know, she just got her second scans back and they told her they look good. And she's, she's trying to be proud of herself, but she's so old. She's just like, she's from another time. She's like, that's it. I did that. Like, what are we going to do now? (laughs) 
<laughs> that, that sounds about right. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Mom. So she's like completely done, like with the maintenance chemo too. She at the moment she doesn't need any more chemo. So, um, that's, yeah, awesome. that's amazing. Yeah, we're all like, Mom, you should celebrate. She's like, Ah, I didn't do anything. I was like, Throw oh, oh. a big surprise party. Well, that's what we were talking about. Her birthday is uh is coming up pretty soon. I said maybe we should do that, and if she can't celebrate it for herself, we'll we'll have to find a way to do it for her. You know. So, okay. Well, all right. Well, how's your diabetes stuff going? Uh, I mean, I was struggling again for a while. Uh, I'm actually just like getting back on track now. Um, Cause you know, I want to get, I want to get a pump and a real TGM. You know, I just have the Freestyle Libre mm-hmm. uh, as my doctor is like super for it. And I feel like it would be <laughs> much easier um, with my, activity level now <laughs> how is your activity level risen um it's risen insanely um i mean i'm no longer like at a desk job you know the job that i'm at right now that i'm you know leaving in two weeks uh, i'm like a team lead on a food manufacturing um like production floor so i'm like constantly running around mm-hmm. and like a fridge and freezer for like nine hours a day <laughs> and then i I do roller derby now for fun. So it's so much fun. I love it so much. Like I also just feel like a badass, and it's great. And Oliver loves coming to practice. We used to go to roller derby. There was one near here, um, a league, and we would go a lot actually when we were younger to watch. And our kids were really small. Uh, it was a ton of fun watching. Actually, I always like, oh my god, they're gonna get hurt. They're gonna get hurt. And everybody was always kind of okay. It was interesting. Um, how yeah, did, I know. How'd it's you get good. involved? How'd you get involved in that? Oh, that's kind of a sad story now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you remember when we recorded our first episode of um, who kind of got into like the topic of my mother, like my birth mother, mm-hmm. um, and like she had like passed away when I was young. Um, oh, you know, it was like the day before my birthday, and so it was like I've never really enjoyed celebrating my birthday um you know like a lot like not every year but this past year you know like I was sick and you know I just wasn't like feeling good um and I was like out and about and I was like I want to do something like I want to take myself out you know and just randomly I looked online was like well like what's happening like around me there's like a roller derby bout in 30 minutes and I could make it and I was like, I'm taking myself. Like, I'm I'm definitely taking myself to this mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> and I did. And, like, I just, I fell in love with it. And, you know, like, after the bout was done, you know, I was like, how how can I get into this? Like, tell me how. Now. <laughs> and Howdy, you're like, not oh. that big, are you? Oh, I'm, like, I'm almost 5'6". Okay. Okay. All right. That's pretty, I guess that's pretty tall, right? I, guess, I feel like it's average. I think Maybe. of you as tiny. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I was like we were talking about that, you know, I the know. other episode. Yeah, yeah. You're like you're small, and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's your face. Like, there's something about your face. You you look like a like a pixie or something. I don't know how to put it exactly, but you just you. <laughs> when I see your face, I think the rest of you is going to be super tiny for some reason. But five six is a legitimate height. So, are you out there knocking girls around? Yes, yes, and it's great. And I'm falling. Like, I actually have like a my left shoulders hurt right now and like my right hip is you know a little bruised up but but it's fine 
<laughs> but it's fine because <laughs> it's that much fun. Yes. I'm yeah. like, I pay to do this and I enjoy doing this. And I'm like, I'm getting beat up on a rink, but it's fine. <laughs> How often do you, um, are you, is it a match? They call them matches. They call them bouts. Bouts. Okay. Um, so actually the thing about like roller derby, it's like not a sport. You can actually just like jump in and join. Uh, you have to take a three month course before you can pass the skills test and then be able to join the league or, you know, a team. Um, so right now I'm like currently doing the, they call it crash course. Um, and I actually get tested at the end of this month. I'm very excited. Oh, so your three months is almost up. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, then you have to take the test. And if you take the test then you can go. Like, what do you go into like a pool and a, a team can pick you or do they assign you to a team? Uh, no, I actually can pick which team. Oh, wow. That's fun. Is it close to your house? So, I mean, not really. I mean, I guess it's actually just close by my workout here. So it's like 30, 40 minute drive, depending on traffic. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, if you're having fun, who cares, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and your exactly. son comes along to practices and everything? Yes, he loves it. And everyone loves him, of course, because he's just too cute. Yeah, no, I know. Um, no, I would, oh, that's, that's a nice thing. He gets to see you doing something active and um, you guys get out and do stuff. And you're, I mean, does it, does it help you like get frustrations out or what, what's the benefit of it? Um, like, I feel like I'm separating or like giving myself like quality, like time with myself. Like, like I'm constantly working or like doing something. Um, and you know, I just like, it's, it gets to be a lot sometimes. And I was like, I need to do something for myself. That's and I did. And it's, it's just, yeah, it's fantastic. It's like a stress reliever. It takes me, you know, like out of thinking about everything going on. Um, it's my escape. It's excellent. I'm glad you found something. That is, what, what were you yeah. before that? Just working and being a mom, and working and being a mom. Yes. Yeah. Just are you that. Are you seeing anybody? Or are you are it just you and he on your own right now? Uh, right now it's just him and me. Um. So actually, when my first episode came out, I actually was with someone, and that kind of just like burned down in flames. But it's okay. <laughs> I'm like I, I actually like. I prefer the single life. Like it's so much easier. And like, I'm all, I'm super busy anyway. I'm like, I don't even have time. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, maybe one day you'll, uh, you'll meet somebody else. Um, you said that your diabetes got off track. What happened? Um, no, I was like, just like with my ex, you know, like I wasn't you know, doing good, like mentally. And so like I stopped, you know, like taking care of myself and kind of just like, went down that little rabbit hole again for a little bit, but I mean, it didn't get to a point where I was like getting hospitalized for like DKA or anything. Like my blood sugar is you know, just like obviously like running higher. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been, you know, like doing a lot better now that I've, you know, like have separated myself from him. Um, so that happened in February. Okay. So like it's only, it's only been like two or three months. Can you just can you describe a little bit about what happens? So you so you have a relationship, it doesn't go well. And as it's ending, like specifically, 
you stop counting carbs, you stop pre-bolusing meals, like what, what happens and then how does it get away from you? When you have diabetes and use insulin, low blood sugar can happen when you don't expect it. Gvoke Hypopen is a ready-to-use glucagon option that can treat very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above. Find out more. Go to gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with pheochromocytoma or insulinoma. Visit gvokeglucagon.com slash risk. I've tried a number of different ways to talk about the Contour Next One blood glucose meter over the years, you know, talked about its size or how well it works. I mean, the accuracy alone is probably enough for you to be. And I tell you about how the Contour Next One could end up costing you less money if you just bought it over the counter, didn't even go through your, your insurance. But in the end, I think what really resonates with people are these two things. I think this ad should be 10 seconds long. It should sound like this. The Contour Next One blood glucose meter is small, easy to use, and incredibly accurate. Plus, the test strips offer you second chance testing. So if you get some blood but don't get enough, which is not to say that it needs a lot of blood because it doesn't, but if you get some but not enough, you can go back and get more without messing up the erroring or experiencing an error on the test strip. All right, so maybe more like 30 seconds long. Anyway, contournext.com forward slash juice box. It's a place where you can learn more, you can get started, or you can just buy all this stuff online with the big buy now link that you'll see when you get there. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. In the end, you want and deserve an accurate blood glucose meter. Everything starts with that test and what it says, right? Is it accurate? I mean, is my blood sugar 80? I want to know. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Now we're going to move on to talking about the place where Arden gets her diabetes supplies. And uh, no, uh, no surprise here. You could get your supplies there as well. At usmed.com forward slash juice box. Now go to the link to get started. That's it. usmed.com forward slash juice box. If you don't prefer the internet, if you're like really attached to the phone, call 888 721-1514. These are your options. Uh, they are plentiful and easy no matter what you choose. Why would you do this? Well, just quickly, US Med accepts Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and they always provide 90 days worth of supplies and fast and free shipping. US Med has everything from insulin pumps to diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs like the Freestyle Libre 3 and the Dexcom G6. Pretty soon, there might be other Dexcoms. Better service and better care is what you're going to get from US Med. They are the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre systems, number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash. We get our Omnipod supplies from US Med. We get our Dexcom supplies from US Med. You can too. USMed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. Get your free benefits check and get started with white glove treatment from US Med. It's that easy. And you have time off. The holidays are coming. I know you're sitting around not doing anything. Call US Med. All right, there's a tiny bit of music left. So let me remind you, t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. Go take the survey. And now let's get back to Maddie, who will soon be Max.
Oh, you'll see about that in a second. You stop counting carbs, you stop pre-bolusing meals. Like what what happens and then how does it get away from you? Like I just I, I usually stop taking like my ADHD medication. And that's like a big thing that like actually helps me take care of my diabetes. Mm -hmm. Cause with that, I'm like, oh like I don't want to do this. So I'm not gonna be physically able to, basically. Um is that a sad I'm sorry. Is I, that, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, we're I, having, there's a little bit of a lag. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. So yeah, I was saying, you know, like I stopped taking my medication and then I stopped taking my insulin and like, I'm not watching what I'm eating. And then like, like, Oh yeah. You know, like I'm feeling a little crappy, but I'm not like awful, like awful. Like I had, like I said, like have, have DKA or anything. Cause it was like, I was, I was still taking my long acting. So I still had something in me, but it was like, yeah, like, you know, just like covering for carbs and you know, like really eating like I should. <laughs> so, so, okay. So let me see if I can understand a little bit, or maybe we can figure it out together. So life starts to fall apart in your personal life. You stop taking the ADHD medication. Is that on purpose? Do you do that because you know, without that, you won't have to focus on all this stuff? Or does it happen by mistake where life gets hectic, you miss a pill, then you miss another pill, and then all of a sudden you're experiencing ADHD at its full power, and then it's hard to even start taking the pills? Like, which which do you think happens? I mean, it's more of like a purposeful act. Like, I'm like, oh, like, I'm, I'm just going to, like, miss my meds. Like, I woke up late anyway or, like, whatever. Um or, you know, it's just like, it'll be like a super busy morning and like I space it and it'll be like, you know, just a couple hours later. I'm like, gosh, like it's, I'm like struggling. I'm like, I don't want to take it, you know, late in the day. Cause then I, it's like, it's hard for me to go to sleep and it just like, it just makes it even worse. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, so I'll like miss it this and then like, I'll miss it like the next day. And, and then I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, whatever, like I've already missed it. Like, I don't care um, to take it. Um, and then, yeah, and then my diabetes starts declining along with that. Mm -hmm. How, um, how aware are you of what's happening while it's happening? Like, do you see it crumbling around you and you don't care or do you not notice it right away? Oh, no, I'm very aware of it. Uh, I'm almost like hyper aware, <laughs> but I don't notice, you know. So, I've, always, I've always never been really want to reach out. I'm just like, I can do it on my own. <laughs> um, so, and then, well, it's interesting because it's it's a conflicting it's a conflicting message, right? Like, so you're saying I want to check out, and at the same time, you're saying I don't need help. I can handle this in a moment when you're not handling it. And yeah, and but yet, has this ever happened at all with? The, with the care of your son, like remind people for a second, how old was your son when he was diagnosed with cancer? He was two. He was two, which made you about 22 years old. I was 23. Okay. So made you really young. He was really young. You were really young. Did you ever falter for taking care of him or were you always handling him? Oh, no. Like, 
it it was hard for me. It was very hard. Um, literally, like the next month after uh, I had actually gone missing, um, I I actually just like reconnected with an old friend, acquaintance, and he was like, I he was like, I'm pretty sure like the way I found out about it, like you missing, was like on the news and I was like I didn't even know I was on the news I was like I knew it was all over Facebook and like social media um because you know like when I finally came to and like contacted you know like my sister and like I was like I'm okay (laughs) um like I just like seen it all over social media I didn't I wasn't aware that it was on the news how long were you gone for um, so I was I think it was like a two days like a day or two and you, um, you just kind of picked up and left like ran away from everything um, or so, so you know like off after oliver was diagnosed you know like you know you get sad <laughs> you know like, i just sure. like um fell into like a depression and again you know like i stopped taking you know like my adhd medication um and then i stopped taking care of my diabetes um and then like what i try to explain to people too is like you know, someone without diabetes or like a very, you know, like serious medical condition, um, you know, they can fall into a depression like very easy. And, you know, like people won't like shower for like weeks or like clean their house or, you know, like they won't go to work. I mean, it affects them like so badly. And I was like, with having a medical condition like diabetes, it's like it gets so much like scarier like where it's like life-threatening like mm-hmm. it can be like so much quicker you know because mm-hmm. of that aspect right because um, it's not just it's not just you kind of shut like sheltering yourself away and being depressed it's everything else that's happening at the same time and you have the adhd medicine on top of that so it's that it's diabetes the one thing makes the other thing more difficult actually they both make the other thing more difficult yeah <laughs> I, I would imagine once your blood sugar gets high you're probably, um, I mean, e- more easily annoyed and irritated, and and then everything just oh, keeps yeah. piling up, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, you just kind of took. A, you have to remind me. Do you get high or no? Um. So I mean, not very often, but yes, I do. Okay. Is that where you disappeared to for two days, or? No. So actually, you know, like I stopped taking care of myself. Um. And I, I really enjoy driving, like mm-hmm. to just like calm down, you know, like I used to live in Orem and um, where I lived was very close to like the Canyon, like the mouth of the Canyon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would just like drive, like drive through it almost every day. I swear. Um, and so like I went for a drive cause I was just like, I, I need to chill out a little bit. Like I'm just like so emotional. Like I'm so stressed out. Like I'm so upset, you know? Like all of this is going on and you know, my blood sugar was super high. And I was like, I had like pulled off the freeway at some point because I was no longer living near the canyon. Um, so I was like, I'm just gonna drive on the freeway for a bit and then turn around and come back. Um but uh, I woke up in the hospital. Um I seemed like I pulled over and like called for help or something happened and yeah, I was I was just there. Where was, and, your, where was your son for those two days? Uh, so he he was with his dad. So 
actually like how they became aware of me, you know, I guess like being missing or something being wrong so quickly was because that night, um, Oliver's dad was supposed to drop him off to me. And he was like, she's not answering her phone. Like she's not answering like the door, like nothing. Um, and they're like, Oh, like she's not here. And then they're like, okay, like we, we need to file like a missing persons report. We need to get on this like super quick. Hmm. Um, Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, geez. All right, Maddie. You know, it doesn't take long for me to start feeling paternal in these conversations. And I, I start getting oh. upset. <laughs> um, it's upsetting. Uh, at the, so the most recent time that you, that things kind of fell off for your care, this was about, it was about just kind of a breakup of a relationship. And when it was happening and it was the same thing that had happened to you in the past, is there, do you, is there any guardrails for you to help you get back quicker? Or do you have somebody in your life that you could turn to to say, hey, it's happening. I need, you know, I need somebody to make sure I'm on my ADHD medication so that I can keep taking care of my diabetes. Or is it just like, does it just fall off? Like, it is, do you understand what I mean? Is there anything in place for you, anybody who can support you? I mean, I know I have support, like... You know, my family and like my friends and you know, like Oliver's dad's family's there for me. Um, like I said, I'm just very hyper independent and you know, I'll be like, I don't want to ask for help, but then like it'll get to a point where I'm like, okay, like no, like I need help. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you know, just reach out to um, Oliver's dad's mother and um, his fiance as well. I was like, you know what, like I'm, I'm struggling, like I need help. Like, I don't want this to affect my, my care for Oliver, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, they're, they're, of course, like, they're happy to help. Like, they would help as much as they can. Like, without a doubt, it's just, I know myself, or I'm just, like, hard-headed. Um, but then, like, I'll, like, now, you know, like, I'll come to the realization a lot sooner than, than later. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you something that I think is going to be difficult, but I'm wondering, and I mean, you're here. So, um, how old was your, how old were you again when your mom passed? Um, so it was the day before my seventh birthday. Okay. Do you have any concerns about your own life? Do you think you're going to die early? I do. Um, a lot of people are like, no, like, that's not true. Don't think that way. Um, cause I mean, like I have a lot, you know, like of medical conditions now um and like i know you know like my body is damaged (laughs) from all of the i was gonna say miscare but i was like no care at all you know like really growing up because i was also like such a late diagnosis with my adhd or i was like i just like i just wasn't able to like it was it was like so debilitating um you know like trying like just trying to but like i couldn't because we didn't know or like it wasn't like addressed when i was younger i understand so adhd type 1 diabetes tell people what else you have going on oh um okay so yeah so adhd type 1 diabetes i have chronic pancreatitis exocrine pancreatic insufficiency i have diabetic neuropathy i have endometriosis um and um what's that someone called it um oh i have i have ulcerative 
colitis now, apparently, and they're like still trying to determine whether or not I have Crohn's disease. Uh, <laughs> are you being helped with any of this? Like, are, are, uh, is there a way to make any of it better? Oh, and I have medication for most of those things or, you know, like see specialists mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. Can you just can you describe how the endometriosis affects you? Oh, so um, I used to have super like insanely heavy periods and like the worst cramps ever. Like I was prescribed um, like like actual like narcotic like pain medication um, for how bad my period would hurt me. Right. Um, and then I was actually starting to get. Um, like abscesses like on my ovaries um and like it's just oh maddie you're gone hold on a second maddie, so I, like, maddie. I'm sorry. could you hear me you disappeared for a second abscesses on your ovaries that's the last thing i heard oh yeah so i was just like i need to i need to get this fixed you know like somehow or like get you know like some treatment for it and you know you try to whole bunch of like different like birth controls but it's also tricky just with you know like diabetes as well there's like like i can't take the pill because if you have diabetes it actually puts you at high risk for blood clots um so i was like can't do that you know try some other things like didn't help um and you know like i had to get surgery um for my endometriosis um to like basically like scrape off the scar tissue off of you know like my reproductive organs mm. Uh, <laughs> did that help at all? It actually did um, for like about a year after I had it done. And then I started getting the pain again and like the heavy bleeding. And so I went back to my doctor and I was like, can we please like do this surgery again? Like, I was like in tears begging him. And he was like, no, he was like, the reason why we can't, you know, like do it like yearly or like very often is because, you know, like multiple surgeries will actually just make it worse. It's going to cause even more scar tissue, um, like adding on to, you know, like everything else going on with your endometriosis. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God damn it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I guess. Um, but, you know, like obviously, you know, like having a period, you know, like hormones, stuff like that, that also, you know, like raises your blood sugar. Um, and then it, it was just like, it'd be like, I wouldn't eat because I was in so much pain and just like making it a little bit harder to manage. Um, and then, <clears throat> sorry, like when I first got that surgery, um, actually I hadn't been diagnosed um, with ADHD yet. And so, you know, like I'd be in a lot of pain, I'd stay in bed, I'd miss my medication, I'd start to miss my insulin. Um so, I mean, I feel like everything just, you know, like affects the other and it, it makes it difficult. <laughs> no, I understand. Um, well, did your health issues have anything to do with your last relationship not working or was it just purely personal? Uh, it was personal. Um, it, you know, I started seeing some red flags. Then I ignored it for a little while and then I started addressing them and then it made things worse. Sure. Um, and I was like, I need to, like, I'm done. Like, I need to get out of this, like, as quickly, you know, like, as possible. Because, you know, like, I'm, 
obviously as I've, as I've grown, I'm more aware <laughs> of things. Um, I've learned from my past mistakes and I was like, I'm, I need to take this care of now. Like I can't, I will not tolerate this anymore. Good for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Remind you, your father's still around? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So my father lives about like half an hour from me. My biological father, father, the my stepfather that raised me. Um, we were talking about that last episode. Yeah. Um, he like we don't have any contact with him anymore mm-hmm. at all. Well, would your would your biological father be a good like backup for you? Like, could you explain to him what you're going through and tell him you need like support and help sometimes, even if it's like just emotional or you know somebody being oh, around? Yeah, like most definitely. Yeah. Um. It's funny too because I actually um I went to my parents for Mother's Day um you know I brought Oliver with me and my mom was like oh or well my stepmom my father's wife I call her mom um she was like we like kind of like wanted to like tell you something about like you know, like your sister and like your dad um they're like they've like both have just recently been diagnosed with ADHD as well <laughs> and. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, we got it from you because it actually is like, um, you know, a genetic thing. You know, like yeah. you pass it down. And I was like, we got it from you. But, um, you know, it kind of got emotional because, um, like, when you're a late diagnosis, it's like you look back on your life and you're like, if only, you know, mm-hmm. like we found out so much sooner. Like, my life would have been so much different. Like my life makes so much sense now. Like I thought it was crazy or like whatever. Um, or like the missed potential, you know? Yeah. And if he had, if he had the medication, he might've been able to do something differently and it could have had a cascading effect and, and impacted everybody. Right. Plus you would have known yeah. earlier that you had ADHD and, and then you could yeah. have gotten help sooner. As and, well. um, so it was just like, you know, like go to seek. And then you know, I was like, now you can like kind of like understand when I was younger. And they're like, why can't you just like take your insulin? Like, you know how to do it. Like yeah. you like you're capable of doing it. You've had it for so long. They're like, why can't you do it? And I would tell them, I'd be like, I just don't know. Like, I will think about it. Like it will be like a huge like weight in my brain you know i'm like it's all i can think about i'm just not physically able to will myself to do it um but i want to like the the want is there but i just i can't um and is is there anything that could force you to overcome i mean i don't know obviously i don't have adhd so i don't understand it completely but i mean it's i'm struck while we're talking and remembering your story from the first time and and then building on it here i mean you lost your mom when you were young I assume you don't want your son to lose you. Is that, I'm sure it's in your head. Like you're a smart person. You think about things, but it's in your head, but that's not enough, right? It, you can't overcome it just because of that. Uh, it's like, it'll work for like a little bit. Um, and he was like with ADHD, it's like, like the dopamine. Um, and it's like, I, that's like what I was also like trying to explain to like my parents when I was younger. It's like, I, I can take care of myself. Um, you know, like once I start like feeling, I'm getting, you know, like the dopamine from it. Um, but then it's like, once the dopamine like runs out, like, it's like, it just, I fall back into the cycle of not doing it. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, oh, I can do it for a couple months. And then I just like fall off. Cause I'm not 
I'm not, I'm not happy with it. But I'm like, I, I hate taking care of diabetes. No one wants diabetes. Right. Um, um, like I just get to the point and then I stop or I used to stop. Now I'm medicated. I'm medicated. I can do it. <laughs> mm. Well, it's, um, I mean, it's hard not to feel bad when you're talking because, I mean, you really, you need somebody there who's not, who doesn't have ADHD, who can help you stay, you know, on the path you're on at, at, and notice when you're off the path and get you back on it quickly. How long was the break from you taking care of your health? Like when you said, I think you said like the relationship kind of stopped in February. How long did it take you to get back to minding mm-hmm. yourself well? <clears throat> So actually I moved out of his house in early February. Okay. Um, and so it took about a month. I'd say cause another like hard thing to do was uh, like moving like all my prescriptions over um, and then having to get like doctor authorizations and like, you know, just like getting everything switched over was like such a hassle. And then for a while the pharmacy was like, Oh, like your insurance isn't active. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I literally went to the doctor like last week. You know, mm-hmm. like I was like, I've had my insurance for years. Like, and they're like, it says it expired in 2013. And I was like, that is insane. <laughs> um, and so it turns out, you know, that, you know, like while I hadn't been able to like fill my prescriptions, because I was like, they're insanely expensive. Like, I'm not able to afford that. Yeah. Um they're like, oh, like we finally called the insurance like because like i told them i was like you know i was like i'm not leaving this you know like counter until you call them because like i need this to live like come on um so yeah. they didn't they're like oh i guess they like changed like the system or whatever like we don't need to put like the two extra zeros at the beginning of the number and i was like oh my god that was it like really that was it yeah yeah maddie i have a question do you have a roller derby name yet because i have a suggestion if you don't have one i do Um, what is your suggestion though i want to hear it well as i as we used to watch roller derby i would tell kelly all the time if i ever become a woman and start doing roller derby i'm gonna make my name chicken patty (laughs) (laughs) i love it And, oh, um, and that, that's all. I, I don't even know why. I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I do have a roller derby uh, name. My but... roller derby name is Peach Clobber. Oh, um, for short, I go by Peaches. <laughs> that's good, though. That's excellent. Peach Clobber is excellent. Um. Oh, what I also love about like roller derby is um, we actually have a couple girls that have type 1 as well. Really? Um, yeah. So the first person I like was skating around with, um, like on basically like the, I don't know what you call it. Like it, what's that word? Like orientation, oh, I guess for okay. like the derby. Um, I was like skating with her and I had noticed her, she has an Omnipod. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh my God. I was like, I need to show you something. And like, I pulled down my shirt and like, I show her my sensor. <laughs> and she's like, hey. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. So, yeah, I think she's actually a travel nurse. Um, she has type one as well. And she actually has a, she has a, an alert dog too. Like, she's brought him once. Huh. Um, the dog can't roll yeah. skate, can it? 
no. <laughs> no, that's a shame. Hey, so um, not to not to make this uh, a business thing for me, but you're saying an Omnipod will stay on while you're participating in roller derby? Yes. Wow. Omnipod.com forward slash juice. Box. <laughs> Thank you. Take that opportunity. Yeah, that's really a great idea. I mean, if it's going to hold on for that, I can't imagine what it wouldn't hold on for. So you so you've met yeah. some people. Wow. You've met people with type one through through the roller derby already. Yes. Oh, that's really that excellent. So happy. <laughs> is, is there any kind of I mean, obviously the podcast and I mean the Facebook page and stuff like that for like diabetes exists. Is there community around ADHD at all? I mean like I've like seen groups like on Facebook and I mean the only ones that I really, you know, like joined is just the ones that have memes. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, get my giggles. Um <laughs> I guess it would I, be hard though, right? Because when you need help, you're usually struggling. And when you're struggling with ADHD, you're not taking your medication, maybe. And then I mean that makes it difficult for you to be, I would imagine, focused to help other people as well as yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't lend itself to it. I don't know. I just thought, I don't know, the entire time you're talking, like, I just want you to have, like, a a person. You, you know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. I just, I just want you to have somebody that you can turn to when you need it. Because you're still super young. Like, you've been through enough in literally just the last couple of years to fill a lifetime for somebody. I know. Seriously, Maddie. It's not, it's not right. It, it, obviously there's no fair or not fair in the world that's not how things work but if there was you'd be getting screwed you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> for sure for sure do you notice it changing at all as you get older and i and i'm just asking like as your mind i mean i'm, I'm trying to ask as you get more mature but i mean i don't know your maturity might have come pretty early in life but but do you notice that at all do you notice like as you get older you get more experiences and it becomes easier or is it the same struggle today that it was like five years ago? No, it, it becomes much easier. Um, I, I tend to like look back, you know, often mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh yeah. Like in that moment, like I may have been, you know, like confident about my decision or like didn't care about something or whatever. Um, and you know, like, I reflect a lot and I'm like, I've, I've learned you know, like from mistakes, um, you know, from decisions, like stuff like that. And it really does help me out now. Um, and so I can, I can definitely tell, you know, like I'm more responsible, you know, I, I put in an effort much more than I used to. Yeah. Um, like there's, there's been a big change in me. Oh, funny about that. It's talking about big change. Um, I don't know if you noticed on like my Zoom name or whatever. I have like Maddie slash Max. So since we've, you know, talked last, actually, I go by Max now. Oh, like, how do I not know this? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I wish you would have told me 45 minutes ago, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> Wait, you, you, so tell me about that. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, I, you know, I used to be a waitress and uh, at the restaurant that I was waitressing at, there was two other Maddies. So there was three of us. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I was like, we need something to, dif 
to to that word to you know differentiate. I know this one. Hold on, hold on. Let me, Max. Let me have this for a minute because there's times I don't get them. Differentiate. Yes. Excellent. Go ahead. Thank you. No, no, please. I was was just showing off. Go ahead. (laughs) And um, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna no change my name. You know, like at first it was just at work. Um, I was like, you guys, like, call me Max now. Like, I I got a new name tag. You know, like changed my server card, and I was like, you can just call me Max. And um. I I liked it. Like I really liked it. Like I felt like it just like really resonated with me. And then I started introducing myself as Max outside of work. Um and it just like stuck. It just felt right. Okay. Um and you know, eventually came to a point where I was like, Maddie who? Like like I didn't even you know like react to the name anymore. Um <laughs> And Max, this, uh, is, this is just a name. It's not like a gender thing or an identity thing. No, it's just my name. Yeah. No gender, like involved. Um, and I was, I was like thinking over it, and I was like, you know what? Like since that, like I feel like I've just also like really have grown so much as a person. I feel like I'm like I've outgrown Maddie. Like I'm not, I'm not Maddie anymore. Like okay. that's, just, I'm not that person. Um. Like I've I've blossomed in a, a beautiful butterfly called Max. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really wonderful. Um, do you do you find people asking you what it's short for, and then you have to say it's just Max, or how how does that work? Oh uh, yeah, like, I I get asked that pretty often, um, and I was like, I'm like, no, like I like I'll tell them my real name. I'm like, my like actual name is Madeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, but I just I don't go by that <laughs> and they're like no they're like max like really suits you they're like we like madeline's not it and i was like i know <laughs> i know um, it would definitely yeah. you i mean your face i i don't know i look at you and i i have to agree i don't know that madeline's the first thing i would think of if somebody asked what your name was so um <laughs> what what about like talk about it for one more second like just choosing a different name like rebranding yourself or feeling like you're starting over is is that does it give you a big kind of psychological boost it does definitely because you know like i look like i said you know like i look back on my life a lot. you know i look back you know like a couple years ago and you know, like i was i was very different i was a lot a lot more different mm-hmm. um you know and i'm like yeah i'm just like that's that's not me and now it's like this new like this new max that's doing like good and like or like better um, you know, it just, it makes me feel, you know, just happy because yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm a new person. Like I'm becoming more of like what I've wanted, um, but wasn't doing back then. You think you're raising yourself right now? Does that make what? sense? Like, do you think you're raising yourself right now? Like you're, you're a mom to Oliver. Do you think you're, you're allowing yourself to kind of guide your, guide yourself as well? Not just him that makes sense i'm not sure um oh, yeah are you um god that thought just went right out of my head damn it this is what happens when you get old max it's um uh what was i gonna say raise yourself blah, blah, blah. Duh, duh, duh. i can't find it damn i'm sorry i just hey, maybe you have undiagnosed adhd i just blew the i just blew the <laughs> flow of the conversation damn it oh that's it pisses me off. I'm so proud of when conversations flow from one thing to another. And I just, 
I just ran in the middle. I just ran in the middle of this talk and yelled, stop, everybody stop. (laughs) (laughs) And then I didn't have anything to share after that. Um, I can't for the life of me think of what I was just going to ask you. Change your name, make you feel different. Are you, do you feel like you're raising yourself? Um, God, I'm going to curse. Fuck. Bring it back. Yeah, I can't find it. All right, you say something and I'll go back and find it later. Um, uh, now I don't even know what to think about because I was thinking about you not thinking of that thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and the episode's <laughs> over. Uh, <laughs> Maddie will be back when she can refocus in a few months and we'll keep talking <laughs> right where we <laughs> left off. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you just, you've been through so much in such a short amount of time. I understand the idea of just wanting to start over again and leaving behind the stuff that happened before. Um, are you able to leave behind some of it, but not all of it? Or do you have to just like draw a line and start over? I'm not sure I really understand what you're asking. Like, can you, can you remember your mom, for instance, without being sad about your mom? Can you pick and choose what you bring over to the, to the max life or, or do you have to just cut everything off that happened before and start fresh? Oh, no, like I, I can, you know, like definitely, you know, like look back at, you know, like things or whatever and like not get upset about it. Um, Like it doesn't, like a lot of things don't really affect me Um, now. It's just the current events, I guess. (laughs) Um, Like sometimes it can, you know, like it will affect me usually like if I'm going through something, you know, like in the now, um, and it makes me kind of like remember something else. And I'm just like, Oh, like it's been so bad. Um, but if like, it's just a normal time or whatever, like I can talk about stuff. Like I can remember things like, yeah. um, like everything's fine. Won't affect me. Because it will eventually be, I mean, it sounds crazy when you're 25, maybe, but eventually it will be 20 years from now and you'll be 45 and this time won't be as bright of a memory and you'll still be living in the moment um, and and colored by what has happened to you in the past. But you learn as you get older that it just it's not as important. Nothing's really as important as it feels in the moment. But, But the only way to make that true is to keep living and keep going. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, you know, when, you know, somehow someone hears about, you know, like something that I went through, like some, like whatever. Uh, now they're like, oh, like you're, you know, like so strong or like, oh, like how, like, how are you doing or like stuff like that? Or, um, or when someone else is going through something and or like, even just like if a little problem like happens in your day or whatever, like I always tell people, I'm like, okay, like that's, that's happened now. Like you've experienced whatever, like you've experienced, um, but it's in the past, you know, I'm like right now, like in this moment, you can make a decision to like make it better or like make it worse or like just ignore it or whatever. Um, I was like, but that like, ultimately that's up to you. And I was like, you can't change what's happened. Like it's happened, you know, like just, focus on the future or, you know, like the present and, you know, work towards a better outcome of the situation that's happening. Do you know on the podcast when I kind of talk about insulin and I say 
what you're doing with insulin right now isn't for now, it's for later. Yeah. Yeah. I think life's like that. So the truth is, if you really, I mean, if you really listen closely to the podcast, you'll hear how I think about things over and over again. And you'll see that I really just manage diabetes the way I think about life. So, you know, and that's sort of where the the sayings come from and the ideas and stuff like that. And I, and I think about that to, to simplify the idea. Um, my son's 22 now and he's going to graduate from college in a couple of weeks. And it's possible unless he goes on to play somewhere else that the other day Cole played in his late, his last baseball game. Um, and he started playing when he was four. So there was 18 solid years of him playing baseball. Like, I'm not kidding. Like there was no breaks. He didn't take off a season. Cole played in the spring. He played in the summer. He played in the fall. Like Cole's been playing baseball for 18 years. And as you're doing it, you look for purpose in it sometimes because it's not a thing you succeed at often. I mean, let alone constantly. Like you can have, you can show up on a Saturday and be bad or not have success and then still go to practice on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and then come back on Saturday and it doesn't work out. But then three weeks from now it works out and then it'll work out for a couple of days and then it stops and it goes back and forth. And anyway, that's hard to stay, um, focused on while you're in it because you're working so hard. You think, well, every time I, I, I whip this thing out to show it to somebody, it should do what I need it to do. I've practiced so hard, but I used to tell him, that you don't play baseball for what happens today. You play baseball to keep playing baseball so that the next time you do this, you'll be a little better at it so that you can keep building up these experiences and get better and better and better. And why? I don't know. There's no answer to that because, because even as a college baseball player, there's divisions in baseball, D1, 2, 3, and JUCO. There's four divisions. At In any year, Max, only about 9,000 kids are playing college baseball. And the year that they started Little League, when they were four, like my son, four million children started playing baseball then. So it went from four million, right? I forget the number who plays high school baseball. It's still a pretty large number. But then the ones that go on to play in college, just over 9,000. After that, I think there were only like 3,000 professional baseball players in the world or something like in America, maybe. And so when you don't, when you don't have the expectation that the end result is going to be that you're on television playing baseball, because that's a fairly unrealistic goal. What is it that you like hang your hat on, right? Like every day, like, why am I doing this? And, and so I just told him, I was like, you're just doing it to get better at it. And it's not for anyone else. It's not It's not for your teammates. It's not for your coach. It's not for the game you play in. I don't care if you show up every week and you you never get a hit. Like, just get better. Like, be be accountable to yourself. That And I guess the nice way to, like, the easy way to say that is that uh, it's the journey, not the destination, I guess is the way people put it. Um, yeah. But I think about that for diabetes. I think about that for baseball. I think about it for my own life. And I, I want very badly for you to think about it that way, too. That's how I find myself feeling while you're talking. So you might not agree with me, but. Um, oh, I agree. Yeah. It reminds me of like another like thing I kind of remember. It's like um, progress, not perfection. Yeah, because yeah, there's no point to the, the, the thing. Like, <laughs> because like, let's say that at Cole's last baseball game, 
he got up three times and hit three home runs. It would still be over the next day. Right? It's just it's it's just what it is. And things in life come and go. And so it's not about being perfect at it or showing somebody that you're good at it, even. It's about it's about finding a thing that you like and putting your effort into it. I don't even know if it's about getting better. I think it's just about being proud of yourself for trying, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of how I say it. But <laughs> you didn't come on here for that. You didn't ask me to. Right? You don't need that. Although it was, it was pretty profound. I felt it as I was saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Max, I was like, I have a thought here. I wonder if I can get it out succinctly. And then it took me six minutes to say it. <laughs> so, you got it back. Hey, that's account. Some people will later email and say, you could have just said it's <laughs> it's the journey, not the destination. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, that's on that. It's a podcast. If I just said that, the whole thing would be 30 seconds long, right? We gotta we gotta talk. Yeah, exactly. We have to talk. Is there anything we have not spoken about that you were hoping to talk about today? Although you just remembered recently that you were coming back on, so I doubt it. Um um I don't I don't, uh, I, don't know. I think I think that might be it. I think it, we did good. I think yeah, I think we we done good. Yeah. So Oliver's doing well. Uh, he's having yeah. he's having some problems, but you're you're addressing them. Uh, mm-hmm. And how about your stomach? Are you able to eat? And um, are you having fairly successful days for yourself? I am now. So um, so yeah, I was doing like very well. Like you know, like after um, I you know was originally diagnosed with the EPI, um, but then like my stomach issues actually just a few months ago. I'd say like two three months ago now um they're starting to affect me really bad again like it was awful i was like okay like i have to go you know back to the specialist like see what's up because like it it literally put me in the hospital um two weeks in a row hmm. like i was like something up <laughs> um so i like a whole bunch of like more you know like tests on or whatever and that's when they like oh like you have ulcerative colitis like um some doctors, you know, like were saying it was Crohn's and then some like weren't. Um, so they had like some more tests done to, you know, figure that out. Um, and then they like upped my dose on the um, enzyme um, replacement therapy. And uh, so that's been like helping out like a lot. Um, you know, like some days I do feel like, you know, like my stomach's kind of acting up or whatever. Um, but for the most part, it's it's doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still have to, you know, that's, an, about <laughs> that's an autoimmune condition, correct? Ulcerative colitis. Um, I, I think it is. I, I Let me take a look. I'll use the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Finally used for the internet. Uh, let's see. Mayo clinic, uh, inflammatory oh, bowel yeah. disease that causes inflammation, ulcers, digestive tract. Innermost lining of your large intestines. Um, also, here's uh, medicalnewstoday.com. Is ulcerative colitis an autoimmune disease? Ulcerative colitis is an autoimmune condition in which the immune system attacks healthy tissue in the gut. So, not not surprising, maybe. Are, are they giving you simple things? Like, um, are you taking, uh, oh, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh God, I'm I'm bad with words today. 
<laughs> That's perfect for a podcast, Max. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, was like, I wasn't able to, you know, pronounce some words earlier, but you helped me out. So yeah. this time. Pro- probiotic- <laughs> probiotics was the word I was searching for that I couldn't find. Are they are they giving you like simple things like that to try to calm your stomach? Um, no, no. actually. Um, the first time I like went in to be seen for it, you know, like in the, you know, like ER, um, they had actually prescribed me like some and some antibiotics i think and like some steroids but i was like because of that you know like it was i mean it affects my diabetes anyway just you know like the stomach issues but then like the medication was also affecting it and then the second time when i went in um they're like oh like they shouldn't even have given you that medication in the first place they just made you worse and i was like oh well great the (laughs) the antibiotics made it worse is that Uh, that what they were saying yeah because that kind of kills your gut bacteria and yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I wonder if maybe, maybe if you shouldn't ask them about a good, like a quality probiotic, not like just something you could buy over the counter, or even if you couldn't incorporate, you know, uh, foods that would help, um, gosh, like yogurt uh, with, with stuff in there, kimchi, things like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like also like the difficult thing is, you know, just like with my EPI, you know, um, it's like, I kind of should be eating like certain things and avoiding a lot of other things because yeah. you know that messed me up too a lot and so i was like i really want to see a nutritionist um but it was like we need to try to get like this managed or like figure out what it is like first because if i try to see a nutritionist now it's like oh i know i have type one i know i have epi um and you see but it's like do I have Crohn's or not? And then also like with my activity level now, um, it's like everything's affecting each other and they like wouldn't even be able to give me like, you know, like a meal plan to, you know, like base, you know, like my day off of. Hmm. Um, like so much is just like out of whack right now. Like we have to wait um, until here, I guess, like more stable to you know, make up some kind of thing for you. And I was like, well, that makes, you know, that makes perfect sense. And like it got to a point where I was just like, you know, what? I was like, just, just give me a feeding tube. I was like, I know how to do it. Like Oliver, you know, was on twenty four seven feeds for the longest time. Like, I was like, like, I was like, just give me the stuff. I'm ready to give up on food. It's okay. Yeah, it got to that point where I was like, or give me like a um, what is it? Like a colostomy bag, something. Like I was, I was just done, right. completely done. Um, cause it was literally, uh, it doesn't sound really gross, but, uh, <laughs> it was literally like a couple times a week. Like I was, I was shitting myself and I was like, and I'm in like awful pain. Like I am crying, you know, I'm scared to eat. I was scared to eat. Like, as I was just like, no, I was like, I don't know if it's going to like make my stomach worse. And if it does, like, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be out for the day, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so out, yeah, I was like so fed up. And I was like, just give me, just give me some feeds. And I was like, we can you know, probably just, oh, put me on, you know, like a certain dose of long acting and, you know, you could just call it good. Like my, my blood sugar will be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you I, think, know? I feel like there's somebody on the, on the Facebook page for the podcast who is going through a diagnosis right now that is similar to EPI. I think. Um, her pancreas is not producing sufficient enzymes. Is that part of it? Yeah, that's EPS. That's it, right? Yeah. So, 
um, it, you know, when you get off, I can tell you her name. If you can, you can go find her posts and see if you can maybe chat with her. She maybe could help, or maybe you guys could commiserate a little bit or something. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it can't hurt to learn what other people are learning too, because then you've got the benefit of their doctor's appointment and your doctor's appointment. You can kind of make sense out of things a little easier sometimes uh, when you have more information like that. But I don't know. It's up to you. I'm, I'm not. I definitely don't want to. No, yeah, it. no, I'm very open to it. Yeah, um, I mean, I think any situation where you're not shitting yourself would be really optimal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ideal. <laughs> it would be. Um, it would be ideal. <laughs> exactly. Ideal. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, this is um, actually at one of my last appointments with um, you know, like my diabetes team. I was talking like to my doctor, and he's like, "Well, I don't know, like what it like could also be adding to it, or like it's a possibility." He's like, "Have you ever heard?" of diabetic diarrhea and i was like what what did you just say i've never heard of that hold on and um what did he say that like, was well, <laughs> and he was like you know like normally like when your blood sugar sides actually like, you get constipated like it's hard to poop he's like but it's like he's like but this is like the opposite where it's like um it's kind of like you know like your neuropathy where your, you know, like diabetes hasn't been managed and it affects, um, you know, like your intestines, like your bowels and stuff. Um, so then you're, you know, they're obviously they're not working as well. Um, he was like, but most of the time, you know, like after taking care of yourself for so long, like um, it could get better. Or he was like, yeah, it could just be like you know, chronic di- diabetic diarrhea. We don't, want, we don't want that. Also, I never want anybody <laughs> to say that on the podcast again, but um <laughs> <laughs> well, I was—I am going to ask you. I, I do have to go, but I do want to ask you. Like, um, do you have fewer symptoms and problems when your blood sugars are more stable and lower? Yes, it's constant unless you know I'm not taking my enzymes. Okay, so but but I mean, what about just your blood sugars? Like, do you like where's your A1C right now? Do you know? I don't. Okay. Um, what about? Uh, does the Libre let you know like your last 90 days or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's up there right now. It's, like, it's higher. I was just looking at it earlier um, and it was in the 300s. As like I said, like we're still, you know, like trying to get this, like whatever stomach issue, bowel issues, all the issues <laughs> kind of like figured out. Um, and it's been really difficult, especially um, like with, like I said, like also like my activity level, Went off. Where it's like either I'll be like, you know, like dropping insanely fast or, you know, like I'll try to correct it and then I'll be like, like high or, um, are you, using, if, are you using a pump? No. So I'm actually working MDR. towards getting one right now. Okay. Um, so I, we're trying to get like the T like a closed loop, like T slim. Yeah. That would um, be a big deal. I think for you. Yeah. yeah. So probably like within like the next month, I think actually I'll, I'll be able to, you know, finally get one. Right. No, I think, I mean, listen, I think it's kind of step one is to get your blood sugar low, lower and stable and, and see if it doesn't help you with some of these things at the very least, or, or lessen some of the impacts of some of the problems, uh, especially with the, um, with the neuropathy. Like I, I've, I've, you know, it's, you kind of can't turn back time, but I've heard people say that they've seen their problems slow down or stop the progression when, oh, when, they, yeah. when they get their stuff together. Oh so. yeah. Like, um, 
when I was younger, I actually had um, like the early stages of retinopathy in my right eye. And I was actually able to reverse that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. Well, I, I hope you get the, I hope they set you up with an algorithm, like some sort of a closed loop system. I mean, Omnipod five just came out. Uh, the control IQ would be great. Like whatever they can get you would be amazing. You think you could stay yeah. focused on using it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Oh yeah. Good, good, good. All right. Well, Max, I'm sorry. I called you Maddie for 45 <laughs> minutes, but um, I really did appreciate you coming back on. Did you have fun? Yes. Oh, now you're breaking up again. So, so much better. Wait, sorry, I couldn't hear anything. Oh, you said. No. no, it's okay. Say it again. What did you say? I said yes. So much fun. Uh, wouldn't it be funny if you said no and I made you repeat it? And you were like, no, it was not good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it will just edit that out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, I would never do that. If you if somebody came on here and was like, I hate your podcast, I'd be like, oh, cool. Tell me about that. <laughs> I don't I don't care. Whatever you think <laughs> is fine with me. <laughs> Whatever you think is fine with me. Um, anyway. All right. Well, thank you very much for doing this. Can you hold on one second for me? Yeah. Thanks. A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. You spell that G V O K E G L U C A G O N dot com forward slash juice box. Get your diabetes supplies from U.S. Med, usmed.com forward slash juice box, or call 888-721-1514. Get your free benefits checked today from U.S. Med, a company who has served over 1 million people living with diabetes since 1996. Get a blood glucose meter that you deserve, an accurate one, one that is easy to use and hold and carry. Get the Contour Next One blood glucose meter at Contour Next dot com forward slash juice box. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the juice box podcast.